Yo, 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 you tuned in to the Notion Podcast. I'm your host, Dizzy D. Spill, with my co-host in the building. Jelani Evans. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good, you know. I can't complain. It's been a long week, but the weekend is smooth, so. Yeah. Big chilling, you know what I mean? Big chilling. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great, man. Uh, I'm feeling so great that I threw on some great, some great threads. You know what I'm saying? I got I my. See you, player. Yeah, dog. I had to represent. Bro, I forgot I made that. Yeah, like yeah. no, like no. Yeah, life. this is exclusive. This was dope. This was, you know, I have a bad habit of kind of keeping great things to myself. I'm like, nah, this ain't the time. Now, nah. and I'm like, you know what? We we pod. You know what I'm saying? People watch, so I'm gonna just wear it and you know let people uh, get upset at the fact that uh, they didn't take advantage of the opportunity when it was available. Man, I, cause I'm going crazy with the cutting souls. Like, oh I, yeah, man. I've I've been looking at the sleeve. I'm like, bro, that's that's yeah, that's a dope piece. Oh, bro, you know how many people I told? Yeah, man, we did the collaboration um, a while back, and you know I threw my ideas in there and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, never mind. About that, there is a piece or two, but yeah, I uh, I definitely I I remember when you was like, "Yo, those will go crate with your uh, with your Jordan ones, the pine greens," and I was like, "Okay, you might be on to something." All right, and then when I seen it coordinated, I was like, "Yeah, this is going to work." This is going to work. I mean, so. you got you got another couple pair of kicks in the closet yeah, that'll. But this coordinates too. the best, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Just, this coordinates the best. Because I don't know. I think it's like the sleeves with, you know, with the ends and everything. And Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, I got these J's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go crazy. All right, but, but but we over here, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you go crazy, too. You know what I'm saying? You go crazy, uh, too. But I'm just wearing pieces from the fall collection. You know what I'm saying? Like the socks ain't matching. Come on, bro. Well, yeah, the socks overly got, modest. Socks gotta match. Like, yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Come on, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everything has to flow. Like what, what uh, Stephen Navy saying? Fluid. Yeah. Straight gotta up. Be fluid. Yeah. So. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's fire. You know, I, I I'm I'm gonna go a couple places. I'm gonna go to the mall. Um, I'm just I'm gonna just mess with people today. I'm going to O'Reilly and not get nothing. <laughs> It's <laughs> just You know what I'm saying Yo dude is weird I might end up You know You need to hit Target Yeah oh, I'm definitely going in there I'm definitely going in there And I'm gonna ask for Yo can you get that down Yo can you see if y'all got that Alright I left my wallet in the car I'm gonna go oh, back Oh it's in the back I'll wait <laughs> Yeah go to the back Leave Yeah man Sunday minutes is what it's looking like I'm gonna be man Bro, I, mean, I, was, I was in the Target once And I was like Yeah uh Can we I said I'll talk to you on my way back On my way back I was like yeah So uh I don't want nobody even on the phone Just leave me alone your phone started ringing while you got it to it. <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, your call dropped. <laughs> Real talk, oh, man. man. Real talk, man. It's crazy. Yo, man, it's been some crazy news. Uh, that's every day, though. It's been some. Yes, it is every day, and I, I don't know how. It's crazy how consistent like people are. We're doing dumb shit. Like, <laughs> oh man, you know. Uh, we talk about this a lot off mic, but the lack of understanding and comprehension uh-huh. is wild. If you, I feel like if people had a better understanding of things and especially circumstances, they wouldn't do dumb stuff. I believe that. I could get down with that. But I don't think people truly understand, nor do they think. I think that's something else that's missing. Um, a lot of stuff that is, part. is a reaction. Yeah. And when you react, you do things without thinking. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's real. So they think they see an opportunity and then they react instead of thinking things through. And like, is this really an opportunity or is it a setup? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a that's a really good point. I mean, I I make that statement because 
and it had to be local. Some woman <laughs> decided to heist uh, the Stanley Cups. You know, I feel and that like, could be misleading because it's like, like heist is a strong word because <laughs> people usually get away with heist. Well, yeah, that is true. That is true. It was an attempted heist. <laughs> she got about down the street and had like what twenty was like twenty five hundred dollars worth of uh, Stanley Cups. Nah, apparently, she got them in a car and, and entered the freeway. Mm. And then they pulled her over. Oh, so she didn't get anywhere. She got away from the store. I mean, that's progress. Yeah. You know, we can learn from this. (laughs) (laughs) We can learn from this. And so uh, basically she, I don't know how many cups it was. I think that's why they give you a a total of how much they were worth because Mm -hmm. she just, she like Bro, supermarket they- sweeped them all into a cart and then left out and then threw them all in the car and then that's the thing about it like she just threw them like all in the car so they all over the back seat the front seat on the floorboard <laughs> yo you get pulled like, over it's just a mountain of cups next to you yeah, and in the back kinda, seat that's kind of how they how it's like yeah we know it's her it's gotta be her so like worth about 2500 you know which is grand theft because anything at look 950 or more is considered grand theft yeah yeah she did GTA in real life, and that was in that must what? have been a side mission. That was in Roseville. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just up the street. What I think is funny about it though is like, can you imagine? Can you imagine being the cops um, coming back in to the station after that? And you know the way that they had everything laid out is like it was a big drug bust. They had like all the cups laid out. You know, normally how they have like all the guns and all the drugs I mean, laid out in Roseville. That's that's actually kind of. Do you think that they? Do you think they walked into a standing ovation? Uh, <laughs> you guys did it. <laughs> Keeping Stanley Cups on the shelves. Yo, hey man, it's been a shortage because people, you know, they 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 tend to be followers. And Starbucks dropped them. Like you could you could have been got one of those cups. You know what I'm saying? The only difference is Starbucks put their name on it, and then it just turned into. But you know, Starbucks a sneaker also got release. like the designs and stuff. Man, you got some of their cups do look dope, but I have too many, and I'm not going any further. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Um, I don't feel like you might, you don't really need more than like two. I say maybe three at the most. I feel like you got one for working out, right? Mm-hmm. And you might have one for home. And then say you got one just for you to like when you're out running errands and stuff. So yeah, that you like don't, your daily little, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's three at most. Like I, I remember seeing something on uh, social media where this lady had like three or four shelves and she had been collecting all of these cups. And it was a combination of Stanley and Starbucks cups. And she was going down the line describing them like people do their shoes. You know, you know how I might be like, yeah, so these is my band, Jordan 1. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got the Royals and also mm-hmm. I got the Shadows. And I got the She was like Yeah this is the Starbucks uh, Special edition With the It's reflective So I'm not probably Going to keep that one I'm thinking about Selling some But this one I love this one It glows in the dark And then I'm like Yo Some people Really Really Are interested In like You know and, Cups Mom, But you know what in, in, in her defense My mom My mom was probably A little bit better though My mom Used to collect Coffee mugs But the catch was She would get it From the gift shop Of whatever state She's been at For the first time That's different Those are souvenirs Yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you collect souvenirs because you do a lot of traveling, that's cool. If you zero in on something that you know you'll be able to acquire in every city, every state, yeah. which would be like a coffee mug yeah, or yeah, like yeah, keychain sure. or something like right. that, then that makes sense because you do a lot of traveling. You want to keep souvenirs. That souvenir equates to a memory. You have good times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Just running around getting hella coffee, water cups, 
to collect or just having a house and then still be dehydrated is beyond me. <laughs> All that running from stealing them, right? You didn't put nothing in them for you started, right? It's just, it's just like, man, my sister got like five water cups, mm-hmm. always dehydrated. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. At least she's drinking water, man. She's not. She's that, she wouldn't be dehydrated if she was. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not utilizing the cups what they're for. Yeah. You're collecting them like, like, the price is gonna go up. Like you have to understand something. Some things they appreciate. collect. Yeah, they appreciate. Mm-hmm. Other things are just for the moment. Hype. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And so while it might be hype right now, like, oh, if you got the drop with the whoopty whoop, you can resell it right now. I promise you, four months from now, nobody will be trying to resell or pay crazy prices for it. That would be the thing. only benefit in anything that comes out, right? Whether it's a cup, whether it's shoes, whether it's a, a rare edition of something that's been popularized, it doesn't make sense to go that crazy or pay a price for it unless you're flipped. Now, if you're a flipping, you know what I'm saying? If you're a flipper, that's what you do. I totally get it because you know that there's a market, there's a short window for a market for it. And then you move on to, you know, what you do. If you're truly a hustler like that, you know yeah, what I'm saying? True. But anything outside of that is going to be a waste of money. One of my favorite lines um, that Nas said when he was, uh, it was a song he did with like Rakim and all of these people. I think it might've been for a Nike commercial. And the line said, by the time you can afford it, it's not important. And I thought about that and I'm like, that's most things that people blow their money on, whether it's like um, designer or whether it's something like that's hype because hype can be in any classification right now. It's just been in the sneaker world. But all of that stuff, by the time you get it, it's not important anymore. Not even just the sneaker world, the fashion world. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff has been hyped up and it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the people behind things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a whole... uh, a lure of exclusivity. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but it just seems like hype attaches itself to things and people go crazy over it. And it's just like a lot of this stuff, a lot of these things have always been around. Why right now? Mm-hmm. Really Bro, so. Stanley Cups have been, and they were founded in what, 1913? Bro, somebody pulled out like the old school one and be like, Stanley's always been here. Like 1913. Yeah. Think about that. That was, well, the, what they're used for, people aren't even paying attention 111 for. 111 years. hundred And y'all just now catching up. Y'all had a hundred years of bodies you know, then. It's like it's like it's like people who are making Carhartt fashionable now, right? Carhartt oh, has been around forever and it's been known as the working man's clothing, right? Okay. Like now you got kids going to school dressing like electricians and plumbers and it's wild to Okay, me. this this is where I did get a little triggered. Because myself and even you have a background, right? In working in blue collar work. And in my opinion, blue collar workers are the most, to a certain degree by society, are the most disrespected and overlooked. But yet they are the reason that the foundation of this country is built as far as in buildings, construction, fixing, maintenance, all of that stuff. Those are blue collar workers, but they get downplayed from a lot of affluent people. They get downplayed by a lot of women. They get downplayed by a lot of educators who a lot of blue collar workers make more money than educators, but they would use that as the butt of their jokes. Hey, if you don't pay attention in school, you're going to have to do this for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? It's so crazy because if you think about it, they took all them trades out of schools. Yeah, because they figured it out like, whoa, they're making a bag. And not even just that. I mean, like, (sighs) I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Um, Because they say... Schools are a pipeline to prisons, right? Mm-hmm. And so, 
if you give individuals a trade, something that they can learn from mm-hmm. and grow in and mm-hmm. produce right. without having a degree, having to pay extreme amounts of money mm-hmm. to be able to go to college right. or not going to college and ending up doing something slightly illegal, if not all the way illegal, that can get you caught up, right? right. Then prisons aren't filling up, so they're not seeing money. Yeah, because you like, can privately own one if you're rich enough. Colleges aren't seeing the same number of people breaking their necks to get in there because I have a trade. I have something that I've learned that I can mm-hmm. work in and I can grow in electrician, plumber, you know, woodwork. It's going to keep me out of the free labor automobile. world. Bro. Yeah. And so it's crazy that they took all of those things out. But those are the jobs that are really, they like you said, they pay well. Right. And because of trends and hype now their uniform is popular the job isn't popular but the carhartt jacket and the beanies and the stuff like that is popular that's wild that's crazy right that's wild. <laughs> you know society don't know what to do sometimes dog they don't really know what to do man i, I don't i'll never understand it and I, I try not to i just try to speak on it and say how crazy it looks and then we, for hell we move on <laughs> for real um you know on the last episode we were talking about all of the the shakeup that Cat Williams uh, made with the interview with Shannon Sharp and Money Mike and that man who some people consider the goat right now, Dave Chappelle, decided to say his piece. I mean, on it, and it wasn't it wasn't as dramatic as the way the internet well, made it. Well, yeah, seem. he is he is he is kind of the goat. I, you can't. Yeah. Well, there's there's some haters out there, but they also don't know comedy. Anyways, um, <laughs> nah, but so yeah, the internet did make it more difficult because the title was like uh, Dave Chappelle slams. Da, 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 da. Usually, <laughs> when somebody slams someone, they don't say I rock with them heavy. Yeah, and he's a you know what I'm saying like Dave Chappelle gave Cat a lot of compliments and acknowledged him in a real way. Right. I don't feel like he slammed him. No, not at all. I I don't even feel like. Um, I mean, I understand what Dave Chappelle was saying because he was like saying he said uh, things about, you know, saying and he didn't he didn't use the nicer word as I'm going to. But brothers, um, what brothers did to other brothers, he didn't speak on any white man and what they've done to us or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And to my understanding that when Kat did the interview, he was addressing or responding to things said by all of these comedians who that directly affected him, who had interviews or did things or said things or had response. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, they spoke on him. So mm-hmm. when he had the opportunity to get interviewed, he responded. I don't want to say retaliated because it may seem like there might've been malice behind it, which I don't think there was. Even if there was, it was valid because they spoke on him first. And there's that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was just addressing a lot of things just to, clarify and clear some things up and give his understanding his point of view his experience on what had truly transpired Mm -hmm. with these different people right and so um i feel like if cat would have started going off on some of the caucasians and how they've operated or things they've done would it have been valid probably would have been looked at in the same light it wouldn't have i don't think the interview would have been as big no because The the thing that made the interview unique is he actually was using his experiences and what he knew as far as how the industry works and how these people try to get ahead in a jacked up industry to begin with. Right. In a in a in a shady way. And so the fact that 
And then he also spoke on how he was touring with white comedians and getting his opportunities. So the fact that he made the conversation about comedy and how some comedians operate and how shady the game is, that opened the door for everybody to listen without feeling personally attacked because of maybe their hue or their viewpoint on certain things. And so him, you know, attacking other comedians that are, you know, not black. It would easily because that's that's one of the hottest conversations you can have right now is race or gender. But I feel like and that just creates a divide. And this is one of those interviews where you can tell more people were tuning in and weighing in on the craft rather than the race part. Right. And I feel like if you would have did that, then it would have been like a race debate. And not even just that. They would have been easier to like, oh, Cass just having one of his uh, episodes or yeah because they because they put that jacket on him well it was Kevin Hart that was I really emphasized put that jacket on him in that breakfast right. club interview but, yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. it was just uh, a lot of stuff so I don't I feel what he's saying but I also don't feel like that was the right time to go that route or address mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. to come out and this be one of your first interviews after a while and you address and you respond to those who have spoke on you mm-hmm. and then you know what I'm saying give some clarification and some background on things because he had receipts for basically everything he said so I feel like that was cool and then you know Dave Chappelle is like what part of the game is it where a brother messes up another brother's money messes up his paper and I'm just like everything that Kat spoke on was in the past right mm-hmm. it was all old so while finding out some of the stories and the things that happened behind mm-hmm. those incidents you know what I'm saying like and clearing up some things while that might be new information all of this is old stuff so I don't see how outside of kind of personally affecting somebody's character mm-hmm. how it could mess up their money or their shows or anything they might have going on like bro I was watching a game and I seen a, a commercial about a new season of a show that said the entertainer is on <laughs> right and then isn't Steve Harvey still doing his thing yeah uh, so- well anybody that's in marketing or anybody that's on their team they're they're like hey look your name is circulating right now so we need to start you know what I'm saying yeah we need to start getting, we need to start capitalizing that's off of it all- Publicity is good publicity. Yep. So, yeah. the I mean, I don't know if he messed up the paper. He might have gave some people a boost because I mean, like I said, bro, I, I feel like remember. messing up the paper is when you haven't established a foundation yet. And all of these comedians, whether we think they're funny or not, has established a foundation. They have a fan base, regardless of who that fan base might be. So, I I can humbly disagree with with Chappelle, but I understand what he was trying humbly. to get at. You know what I'm saying? I no, understand I what do. he was trying to get, I get at, what he was saying. but I don't think that anybody is going to um, lose any opportunities because like what we discussed on the, the previous episode, what had to be understood is I said, it seems like a lot of people are just being followers because of what Kat's experience was. So now you feel like said ain't funny or Steve ain't funny when you probably was laughing at Kings of Comedy probably a week prior to that. You know what I'm saying? That interview. I laughed at the spaceship joke. No, I'm going to stop. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I I definitely, I definitely think that's all it is. I don't think they're going to lose any fans. No. And and what I do like is the fact that more comedians um, took the conversation further. Like, TK was like, yeah, it happens. 
You know what I'm saying? It happens in, in comedy where somebody may take a joke or somebody may take a set, but you know, you got to keep pushing. And, and then I like the fact that Earthquake came out and he, even when he denied the statement that he was illiterate and kind of, in my opinion, showed that he wasn't, um, he didn't bash Cat. He was just like, nah, I don't know where that came from, whatever the case it was. And then they moved on. His interview was almost an hour long. They didn't stay on that conversation. He addressed it, moved on, talked about his career, whatever the case it was. And I don't think that that, that stopped anything from Earthquake. I mean, no. his biggest, he said in his interview, his biggest um, opportunity was his Netflix special, which is hilarious. It's not even super long and it's hilarious. So I think the activist part of Dave Chappelle came out. And just kind of started going this way and that way and and, and all that other stuff. But at the same again, time, I get where he was coming from. I just don't. I don't feel like what he said was really what it was. What it was, yeah. And I, I can agree with that as well. I, I definitely can. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Shout out to Dana, <laughs> man. We love you. You want to come on the show? Yeah, time. absolutely, man. Even right now, we still recording. Uh, <laughs> but oh. Uh, while we're on the conversation, man, uh, Corey Holcomb has been really hot right now because of the scenario that um, is going on with his daughter. So basically, um, his him and his daughter have been feuding and she decided to go public about their issues. And, you know, Corey Holcomb is unfiltered. He don't care what anybody yeah, thinks. He, he raw. And he went in, you know, his daughter went from he said more of what he was calling her more than acknowledging that it was his daughter. You know, that B word was flying around several times, but he, I think the no-no um, that his daughter did was threatening to go talk to a um, a very famous YouTuber called Tasha K. And uh, Tasha K is not uh, a favorite by a lot of people, especially celebrities. And she's been losing lawsuit cases left and right um, for defamation. Uh, uh, she owes Cardi B like three mil. Mm. Um, yeah and so his daughter doing that how's she still operating she recording out of a box like ah, man. bro it that that story within itself is wild but that's crazy you know they are all you know the comedians and celebrities are very familiar with this woman because like she'll she'll drag you straight up and not even have all the facts right Ooh. and she has a big following so whoever is following her is going to believe what she says and i just think that i think that triggered Corey, number one, you threatened him. Number two, you're threatening to go to everybody's op at this point. Um, but there was a lot of people that couldn't get down with how he was talking about uh, his daughter. All right, so air. I'm going to be honest, right? I, I didn't hear anything except mm -hmm. for what you told me. Right. I, all right. It might be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But if anybody can call somebody a B word, I think it's the father. I'm just saying, like, if it's going to be somebody, I feel like he might have the most right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, well, you know, I follow a dad page um, on IG for obvious reasons, right? And I was actually surprised about how many fathers was like, nah, y'all don't understand what it's like to try to like really be there and love your kid, but they've been so brainwashed to hate you that not only do they hate you, but there's no respect for you when they deal with, when they deal with you. I mean, I even know a few men Insane. that I, that, that have, that are going through that with like their teenage kids, especially their daughters. 
you know, where they weren't around or they lived a certain life before the kid got there and then they kind of got their shit together. Excuse me. And their kid, like, doesn't even refer to them as their dad, like their first name and shit. And the mom and the family encouraged that behavior towards the father. It's a lot of dads that was like, man, I'm not justifying what he said because I don't know the situation, but I know in my situation, there's no love. There's no respect. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried that. That's a real thing. And I mean, he, Corey Holcomb ain't the first or the last to go through this with their kid. We talked about T.I. and his son. We talked about 50 and his son, you know, and it's just an unfortunate scenario because you see the conversations like this more towards the dad being the villain. You don't really see a whole lot of handfuls. And that's because, you know, nine times out of 10, the kid is with the mom. That's crazy. And whatever I said. All I can think about right now is that somebody Corey Hogan, my chick running the streets. <laughs> Yo, he's sleep. not he is not the one. Like yeah, if he, you guys are wrong. looking if you guys are looking for somebody to be like remorseful in what they say and how they feel, Corey is it's going to disappoint you every day because he does not worry. Conversation yeah. At all. He's not worried about losing no anything. He's underground. He's self-made. It's a very, he's a, to me, a difficult person to get to because his comedy is no different. Yeah. You, you got to be a fan. I like Corey Holcomb's conf- uh, comedy, but I'm telling you right now, you, you better have a strong mind. <laughs> you better have tough skin. Yeah. Very tough Teflon-ish. skin. Because he's not playing. <laughs> Corey is not playing yeah. with you. You know what I'm saying? But it was um it was pretty interesting. Like that's oh, wild. Okay. I'm gonna have to look into that. I didn't know. Yeah. It it was one of those things where it just kind of came out of nowhere. Cause I mean, I don't <clears throat> I'll watch more short clips of the 5150 podcast he has mm-hmm. because it'll be something where I'm getting the meat and potatoes of the conversation. Because, you know, those podcasts can go for two, three hours. And so, they, you know, you like everybody. They take a clip and then they put it out there and it's like, oh, that's terrible. You're a terrible person. But you don't know what he said 20 minutes before that. You don't know if he explained the situation. You don't know prior. the context of the full yeah. conversation. you just yeah. taking what you heard and making assumptions and, you know, yeah. going off like some people do with our YouTube page. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, me, I, I use my brain and say, you know what? Now I want to go back and watch the full video so I have a, a deeper understanding. But, you know, not everybody. That's not common. <laughs> really, your brain is not common nah, for some not, reason. Nah, it's not. You know, you, people will take 30 seconds and be like, horrible person. You just got done donating to the needy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 like that, man. It, it is what it is. You can't, you can't, you know. Please everybody. I ain't even uh-huh. try. I'm not even trying to. Yeah, I mean, for what? I don't know. I'm not trying to. I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, sometimes I'm intentionally rubbing people the wrong way. I am an asshole. And, you know, I own that. Yo, like, hold on. This is something that I know. A, a, there's, a, there's a handful of us. We're a small fraternity and maybe some sororities of people that are labeled an asshole, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the end of the day, if you really sit down and have a conversation with a person that has no problem wearing that jacket, it's a lot of logic in the behavior. It's not just blatant or just, you know, because there is there is different forms of that label as far as in a personality is concerned, right? Like the person that just cut you off on the freeway and didn't give you a chance to let them over. That's a different type of asshole. No, I mean, bro, I'm, I'm 100% logic. Like, I don't really operate um, off of emotion. I don't do a lot of reacting. I do a lot of responding. I do a lot of thinking beforehand. I'm a 
very logical person. So when I say that, it's just because I'm willing to say things that people are thinking, but they won't say. Right. I'm not going to tiptoe around people's feelings or emotions or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to say what it is. I'm going to say how I feel. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And that's just what it is. And most of the time, how I feel is coming from a logical standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't really get caught up in emotions because emotions are uncontrollable. And a lot of times they're uh, un you can't define them. That's why there's that saying, I feel some type of way because you you have emotions right now and you can't put in the words or describe how it is that you feel. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you love him? Why do you love her? I don't know. I just, you can't even explain that uh -huh. emotion or feeling. So I don't deal in emotions like that. I am a very logical person. And because of that, I don't bite my tongue and I don't sugarcoat because I feel like the world isn't going to sugarcoat, right? So if, if you're not expecting Man. that from the world, why are you expecting that from me? Because you know me, because we're close. That's all the more reason that I should be truthful with you and give it to you without the coding so mm -hmm. that you can really you know what I'm saying at talk. least you know with me it's coming from here and I'm not somebody out in the world that just like don't give a fuck so you're getting it rough because I don't get nah it's not that I'm I'm a logical individual so that that needs me a bit why would you say that because it needed to be said well look at how people react when people say what they feel when you look at <clears throat> when you look at Kanye West when you look at a Cat Williams and they're not the only two. There's people, I mean, even a Dave Chappelle. When they say how um, they feel, there's only a certain minority, in my opinion, group of people that really feel a way about what they feel. And that's kind of crazy within itself when you think about it. It's like you feel this way and you say it and you're, well, wouldn't that person be just as bad if they never said it and felt it? But because you heard it, now you feel like you can deem this person bad or good or terrible or or whatever label you feel like putting on that person to really destroy the character because i don't think um it's anything else more to it than to do that you know what i'm saying in most, <clears throat> in most cases unfortunately yeah. and i and and my thing is is you know you know what i see a lot on social media when somebody does speak out and they say some something that's real something that hits home to the majority of the people watching it i miss these days even comedy if you ever go look if you ever go look on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and you look at old clips of Bernie Mac, most people will say, I miss those days. Well, because now everybody gets all riled up or feels some type of way or want to get emotional behind what people say mm -hmm. or how people feel and people's opinions like you're not entitled to them anymore. Exactly. And so the thing about it is that like everybody is walking on eggshells and trying to be considerate and concerned with other people's feelings. And my thought is, what about my feelings? My feelings come first before anybody else. Yep. And that's not me being inconsiderate. That's self-preservation. That's me being focused on me. Mm -hmm. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how are you going to be more considerate of somebody else's feelings over your own? I just, I had a Unless you're married. Then that's, that's different. Right, you still got to take care of yourself. Oh, 100%. I still, I still got to take care of my emotions. My wife still got to take care of her emotions. I'll say this: I had a conversation with my mom this week, and I explained to her about um, convenience, right? Mm. And I told her <clears throat> because she was dealing with the scenario, and I told my mom. And it's crazy even being in this position because your parents teach you so much, and then when you get out there in life, you can kind of bring some information back to them as far as perspective, right? And I explained to my mom, I said, mom, you have to understand that the way that I am, I know I come off like an asshole to people 
but I'm going to explain something to you. A lot of times it's never worth it when something is inconveniencing you for somebody else's convenience. That's where we get frustrated with the lack of appreciation or the lack of acknowledgement or just the total disregard or entitlement, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is if you nip that shit in the bud and say, nope, because whatever, if it's a favor or whatever, and when you look at it and be like, okay, they want me to do A, B, C, and D. And then I get what after that? I understand doing things out of the kindness of your heart, but even then you decide it's not you. Nobody voluntold you to do it. You're deciding all on your own. Hey, I'm going to go out of my way and whatever happens happens because you at least made the choice. But a lot of times we find ourselves in positions where people is going to be more convenient for that individual and so inconvenient for you. And, and a lot of people will still say yeah and then afterwards it's like man i don't ever want to do that again or i'm not doing that or you know can you believe after all i did hell no kindness of your heart well i'm gonna tell you right now i don't have a heart (laughs) (laughs) won't be doing a b c or d i'm gonna tell you to get the f1 and uh, i'm more of a numbers person i don't fuck with the alphabet (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got one time to ask me some stupid shit Nah, I I feel that though, and it's just like honestly, um, I do have a small circle that I will go out of my way for, but even then, it's almost like it depends on how big of an inconvenience it might come across to me. Now, let me add something to that. Usually, that circle that we'll go out of our way for is probably never even going to ask for the favor to begin with. This is also very true. You know what I'm saying? This is also very true. Because I, I have a small circle of people where it's like with y'all, it's like, you know what? If this person called me or this person asked, I have to pull up because they don't ever. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole point. This person don't ever. We had a saying um, at my job, right? It's, uh, there's a brother I was working with before he like moved on and moved up and stuff. And he used to tell me, I only help the people that I don't need help. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And the longer I worked there, I was like, oh, I get it. I'm only going to help the people that hardly need the help. And it just so happens that that day they need my help because the people that need help are always going to need help. So you're always helping them. And what does that go back to? Inconvenience. <laughs> I'm being inconvenienced you. every day because you need help all the time. They'll burn you out. Yes. It's, it's like a, I've seen something and it was Richie Rich. He was talking about being overdrawn. Mm. He said, I'm not talking about your bank account. He said, I'm talking about your life account. Yeah, real he talk. Said, there are people who will just continue to withdraw and withdraw and withdraw for you, and they never make any deposits into your life. Real talk. He said, so if you're not careful, before you know it, you'll be overdrawn. Mm-hmm. Don't let yourself get overdrawn. Nah, that's real. Like, and that's the thing about it. It's like, you know, if if somebody asks for a favor, it has to be somebody that actually makes deposits into your life. Somebody that adds value, somebody that's worth it. Somebody, like you said, that nine times out of 10 won't even ask. Mm-hmm. But you know that that one time out of 10 when they actually ask, they need it. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, I can be there for them. Right. Right, that's real talk. Not and the people who always asking, I ain't never got it. You asking? No, nope, nothing. I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. Nothing. I ain't got it. I'll probably have it when you leave. 
No, I'm, I'm probably not even gonna answer the phone. I just I watch a lot of people call. I just what? No, nah, for real, man. Yeah, for like real. Right now, no. <laughs> Put that on silent. It was. Yo, man. Before before we get out of here, dog. I just want to know your. I just want to know your opinion. I know I have some opinions about it. There was um, there was. A little bit of a debate. I'm not even going to say it, it was worthy of shaking up the internet. One of these young artists um, was speaking on how um, all men cheat. And we already know this is a round and round conversation in the red pill community or the men versus women community. Um, and I feel like when statements are that generalized, either you're ignorant from true experience or you're just bruised and you're ne you've never done anything to heal that bruise right and I I wanted to ask you when because I, I have a theory when when women because that's been our label as men right men always cheat men well you know no man is faithful whatever the case is right um, in your perspective, what do you really think that that's about? I just said my piece as far as where I think it comes from. Um, but when I see somebody say something like that, and then there's a long line of people that, you know, raise their hand in agreement, whether it's a comment or a like or a response video, you know, um, following that statement, what's your perspective on that? Man, man cheat, women cheat. I mean, it, it goes both ways. And apparently, women cheat more than men. Just men just get caught more than women because men are creatures of habit, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, both both parties cheat. To say who cheats more, it, I mean, I feel like that in itself is even debatable. To sit up here and say all men cheat when, like you said, it was a young artist, so you haven't even had enough life experience to even speak on that. You're mm -hmm. in your early twenties, which means you're four or five years out of high school which means how many men have you truly dated that has solid relationships that had value and it's like he cheated you know what I'm saying he have got his license yet <laughs> and so it's just like you know that seems to uh, also be the narrative because a lot of women have been have been hurt right yeah have been cheated on have yeah. been bruised and in a lot of cases <sighs> I don't even know any other way to put it. You're dealing with ancient dudes, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they were already on some type of hype. Right. You chose to try to make I'm going to change work. this. Right. You mm -hmm. can't change nobody that doesn't want to change. Yep. That's real talk. And then in this day and age with all the, um, all the women who are looking to try to take other women's men <laughs> and putting forth the extra effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throwing it out, it's like, it's even more difficult. So, I mean, you know, women are always looking to gather up and jump on men for that. And mm -hmm. I mean, it is what it is. I don't, if that's how y'all feel, that's how you feel. I'm not going to argue because I don't have the energy or the time to go back and forth. But mm -hmm. like I said, men cheat, women cheat. It goes both ways. Y'all just are better at it, if anything. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I just, I'm in agreement with all of that, bro. I just, I don't know what it's going to take for for people, right, to understand that, like, you, 
if you're parallel with somebody's experience, then that's all it really is. I was, yeah, I, I've experienced the same thing. Now you guys have something in common, but just because you have something in common doesn't mean that it's factual to, you know, the rest of society. No, not at all. And I think that's what happens because who you decide to surround yourself with and share experiences with, you guys are going to see the world one way. It's just like when we see a whole bunch of people getting online that are successful and they tell you, this is how you have to be successful. This is what you do. This is the morning routine of Jeff Bezos or whatever the case is. That has nothing to do with me and how I'm going to be successful. That's their perspective. That's their mindset. And you know what? And that's also his routine and after he got also, the money. Right. Because his routine before that was not, you know what, I get up and I read, you know, I read a book at 5 a.m. and I do push-ups. Nah, Brad didn't go to sleep last night <laughs> when he was on his grind. He didn't. He probably went days without a shower. You understand what I'm saying? Because they were on a grind or they were on a certain type of hustle. So I just think that like when it comes to categorizing and saying, it, it, even when dudes be like, you know, mm, it just ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? When they say that, it's like, that's your perspective. But you go, you if you walk up to the right person and and say that nah, women ain't this, whatever the case is, and that man has, and he's married and he's happy and his wife is loyal, he's gonna look at you like. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's talking about the bitches, not the respectable women like the ones who watch our podcast. Hey, so there's a difference, you know what I'm saying? If you know, if you align yeah. yourself with that, like if you feel like that you're falling to that category, then you're gonna be offended. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm for saying? For sure. So, and then it's like. It gets even deeper because when we're talking about women, they, you can cheat mentally, physically, mm -hmm. emotionally. There's all these different ways where they feel like if you did this, then you're cheating. Yeah. So then it's like, I mean, almost by the, it, it depends on the definition of what cheating is. I yeah. think there's only one real definition for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But women feel differently. Yeah. Which is crazy because what I would say, there's all the different ways you could cheat. They'll be at work and they'll have a work husband who'll be flirting with them in the, all the time. And while they might not flirt back, they don't shut it down either. Yeah. Isn't that considered some type of cheat? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a different way we could categorize it, go about it and say, well, they're doing this and finger point or you could just, you know, mind your business and keep to your own and stay out the way. Exactly. And I think that like when somebody, when somebody, especially if they get online and they're bold enough to say it, you need to pay attention to a person that believes that everyone or everything in whatever category is the same. That is a dangerous person to talk to and get advice from. Right. It really is. If you <clears throat> this is for the women. OK, if you have a friend or you have a person in a family that believes that all men are the same, be careful. Be careful because that means they only think one way and be careful if you get an argument with them because that means they're never wrong either. Bro, I'm not, I'm really not <laughs> gonna argue with nobody. Oh, we're not point across, and then I'm gonna just let you feel how you feel about it and let that be that exactly. But I just that that mindset is I've never seen. I've never seen anybody flourish or be happy off of a conversation like that. No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's more for attention than anything. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you're either looking to get attention or you're speaking from a place of hurt and you need to heal. What Dave Chappelle say? Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, for sure. Heal. Yeah. And please. I was going to say we're praying for you, but I'll be lying. I'm okay. not going to do that. <laughs> Being honest. <laughs>
<laughs> and that's as far as you get, man. You're not you're not getting anything else. But I mean, yeah, that, that, it's a dumb conversation, you know, that people are having. But I do understand that um, when that conversation is had, it's attracting the like minded. Well, yeah, of you know course. what I'm saying. And uh, some people are looking for somebody else that they can align themselves with, so they don't feel alone. You know what's crazy about these conversations on social media when this happens is when you come across because I know this has happened to you. This happened pretty much to everybody that operates on these apps. What I find interesting is when I see something that I don't agree with or that sounds completely horseshit, and then I'll see people that I follow or know in the likes and in the comments. And I'm like, oh, I just learned a little bit more about how your mind works. You know what I'm saying? With your dumb it. <laughs> nah, for real, I say that. I won't say it in the comment section yet. Not famous enough. I mean, but, <laughs> but it's coming. I do, I, do, I do be seeing some likes and I'm like, hmm. hmm you, I didn't. Are you in the comments too? You in the comments too. Mm. And sometimes it'd be people that's like ain't got no business being there because you know enough about them to where it's like you full of shit. I know y'all. I know y'all ran into those people like that. Like, look at this one. just lying. Let me go ahead and mute you. <laughs> you just lying. <laughs> but yeah, I always thought that. I always thought that that was crazy. It's pretty hilarious that it even goes that route. But uh, those are one of the few things I, I do appreciate about uh, social media is that little bit of exposing that people do. <laughs> that little bit of exposing that they do all on their own no help at all you know and it's crazy because like you, with those type of topics when you liking it you're not liking it just because oh because it's such and such like nah you actually feel some type of way yeah you feel you that agree, way you agree you're in alignment some way somehow you feel like maybe they're speaking to the hurt in you and that's why you liked it Hell. Yeah. yep you got band-aids <laughs> Alcohol, not the kind you drink. That's how I heal. <laughs> you know, we finna heal right now. Uh, we finna get out of here, man. Oh, wow. Gotta switch it up. Wow. Anyways, this your boy, Dizzy D Spill. You've been tuning in to the Notion Podcast with my co host in the building, Jelani Evans. Until next time, peace. to do it now catch you while you slipping in hit you like wow. i ain't really tripping because i'm sipping right now, right now. bottles on the table bartender like wow.